Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is episode 192 of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that little Christmas tune there, uh, being the time of year that it is, and the topic that I'm going to uh, be diving into in just a moment. I figured it would be appropriate to start the episode off with a little bit of a Christmas jam, the little uh, jazz rock rendition of Jingle Bells. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this when this episode first goes live, uh, you know, in the Christmas season, in the month of December, I want to say uh, a huge Merry Christmas to you. And then for those of you who are listening to this maybe after Christmas or at a different time of the year, I hope your day is still very merry. Uh, regardless of the time of year you're listening to this, I hope your day is fantastic and I hope that this episode is valuable to you. So let's get to the topic at hand. Uh, several times over the last few months, I've gotten emails from people asking about this question specifically and then also just in ministry as I've mentored and pastored uh, young adults that get married and eventually have kids, um, as their kids are young, I've had people ask me, their, you know, they ask for my opinion on the topic of Santa Claus and how should Christians handle the topic of Santa Claus and whether or not they should raise their kids believing uh, in the, you know, the legend or myth of Santa Claus. Whenever we are determining what elements of culture we ought to engage in or not engage in, or whenever we are trying to determine what elements of culture should we allow uh, to, to influence our lives, whenever we're answering those sorts of questions, and obviously the scripture is not going to be 100% clear in some of these areas, I think often it comes down to a matter of the heart. What is your motivation for engaging in this particular cultural thing? And why are you wanting to uh, to to have this be a part of your life? What is your intent? That the matter of your heart and your motivation are a huge, huge part of it. Uh, the other question I think sometimes you have to ask is, are there are there any potential consequences in my life, in my spiritual health or emotional health or or, or just kind of overall in my life? Are there any consequences if I engage with this? And, and many times when it comes to cultural things, if your motivation is pure and if the intent of your heart is is to honor God and if there is no consequence to the particular thing, in many cases I say it's no big deal. But what I always want to challenge people is 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 don't be flippant, right? Don't don't just be casual and just say, oh, whatever, who cares? It's no big deal. If you are a parent and you haven't considered this question, if you haven't thought about it, I would challenge you to really prayerfully consider it. There are lots of people that just say, why would you even consider it? It's no big deal. Why even Why even have the conversation? It's just a Santa thing. Who cares? Like, if you haven't had a serious thought process about it and you haven't prayerfully wrestled through it, then I think you have been flippant. And I would challenge you to not be flippant. Being passive or casual is never okay. Those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard you've heard me say this uh, multiple multiple times. I think there's lots of people that just that are flippant about a variety of cultural things, or they'll just figure, well, that's what everyone does. Just go ahead and do it. Like the idea that our culture does it, so it's okay, is clearly not a biblical idea, right? Our culture does lots and lots of things. Our culture says lots and lots of things and does lots and lots of things that do not honor God. So if you are a Christian. Particularly if you are a parent, you have to understand that you cannot allow culture to dictate how you raise your kids. It's really, really important that we not be flippant ever about anything we engage in when it comes to our culture, but particularly if they're going to affect our kids. I know some people said, well, my parents raised me to be, believe in Santa Claus. It's no big deal. And I would, again, I would just challenge and say, 
Just because your parents did it doesn't make it okay. Now, maybe you could raise your kids with Santa Claus and there's no big deal. Maybe. I'll get to that in just a moment. I'm just saying that the answer of, well, my parents did it or our culture does it is simply never okay. It is important that we seriously think deeply about the habits of our lives, especially if those habits impact our kids. And this bleeds over into so many different arenas and genres of our lives, not just the Christmas season. There's so many areas where we need to really think deeply about. I know there's lots of people that will say, hey, you're blowing this way out of proportion. You're amplifying it. You're making it way bigger than it really is. There's lots of people that will say, hey, the Santa Claus thing is is really, it's neutral. It's no big deal. And I do agree to a large extent that in and of itself, sort of the, the legend of Santa and sort of the fun things that kind of come along with it might indeed be neutral to a large extent. But my challenge to everyone is really simply this. Have you even really considered it? Or did you just blow it off immediately? Like, did you just kind of immediately figure it's no big deal, I'm not even going to think about it? Or, or have you really cautiously considered it? I want to challenge every Christian, particularly Christian parents, to carefully, cautiously, prayerfully consider whether or not raising my kids up with Santa Claus could potentially have some negative ramifications. And what I hope to do in this episode is to point out some of the things that I think could potentially be negatives. And I want to kind of give some advice on how maybe you you might be able to handle, uh, you know, the Santa Claus sort of uh, tradition um, in your own household. I, I'm not telling you what you should or shouldn't do. That's not my goal. I'm just simply challenging you to consider and to think about it prayerfully and intentionally. That That is sort of my, my primary goal. Uh, I do think uh, it is plausible to raise your kids with Santa Claus and be perfectly fine. I know several of my friends who are Christians, who love God, whose parents raised them believing in Santa Claus when they were kids, and, and they seemingly turned out just fine, and it seemingly have had no negative impact. So I, I do believe that it is possible. And if you choose to do that, that is your prerogative, and I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. I'm simply going to want to point out uh, maybe some of the things that I want you to consider because I do believe there are some really good reasons that parents ought to be thinking about before they make this decision. There are a few elements that need to be considered before you make a determination about what you think is best for you and your family and your children. Now, I will tell you that whenever I do begin to give my opinion about Santa Claus and, and why I believe uh, what I believe, I think sometimes people are often surprised. People who who know me well are often surprised because when it comes to cultural issues and, and these sorts of topics, I, I tend to I tend to be viewed by a lot of people as having sort of a progressive uh, Christian ideology. Uh, I'm not sure why, but that's sort of the the impression I think people get of me. Uh, it probably has to do with some of my thoughts on music and media and kind of how to engage in in the arts and and different elements of culture. Uh, also, my opinion of Halloween uh, that I talked about back in episode 179. Uh, I'm sort of kind of pro-Halloween in a lot of ways. I think we need to do it in a in a way that is missional and evangelistic, and we need certainly need to be Christ-honoring, and there are elements of Halloween that we should not engage in, but but overall, I'm sort of, I'm sort of pro-Halloween in a lot of ways. I, I kind of encourage it quite often. Uh, so with all of that in mind, I think when I start talking about Santa Claus, people who know me well or people who have heard me speak or teach a lot are sometimes surprised about my opinion of Santa Claus. Now, quick preface, I do not have kids. I am not a parent. I am not married, so I don't have kids of my own. So I am giving you uh, sort of the intention of what I plan to do one day when I get married and I have kids, if, if the Lord is gracious enough uh, to allow that. And this is indeed the advice I typically give to young couples that I have pastored or mentored when they ask me about Santa. 
I typically advise people to abstain or avoid the typical Santa Claus traditions. And there are two primary reasons why I hold to that opinion. I think, number one, it becomes a major distraction from the gospel. Listen, Christmas is our hope. Like, this is the season which we celebrate the fact that God made a plan to rescue us. God created humans in his own image. We were good. We were in perfect friendship with God. It was awesome. And humans chose to reject God, to betray God, to turn our back on him. And we created a separation between us and God. And sin comes into the world and it poisons us and it destroys us. And God being a holy and just and righteous God could have sent us to hell and it would have been the right thing to do. Listen, God was under no obligation to save us. He wasn't required to save us. He could have let us suffer the consequences of our own sin and our own actions for all of eternity. God could have said, to hell with you, literally. God could have said that, but he chose not to. He chose to make a way. He employed the greatest rescue plan that the world has ever seen. God himself, the God of the universe, became a human being. What a crazy concept, right? He became a human being. The God of the universe who who controls everything became dependent on a human mother lived on planet earth, subjected himself to all the pains and, 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 and suffering of this world, dies a brutal death on the cross, and he does all of this so that our sins could be forgiven, so that if we believe in him, we would, be, we would be declared righteous. He raises from the dead, and he vindicates, he vindicates uh, himself, or he, he has victory over death and the grave. And all of this started with a small baby being born to a virgin in Bethlehem. This is what we celebrate. The Christmas season is to celebrate this incredible thing that God became a man, that God became a human, that the that the transcendent, omnipresent God limited himself to a human body while he was here on planet Earth. The Christmas season is a big, big, big deal, people. It's a big deal, and it should be celebrated, and it should, we should be excited about it. And it should point to the gospel. Everything we do around the Christmas season should remind people of the good news that Jesus Christ came to planet Earth. He became a man so that we could be rescued. He lived a life we couldn't live so that we don't have to spend eternity in hell separated from God. Like that is the Christmas season. That's the Christmas hope. Are you raising your kids around the Christmas season to remind them of the incredible power and good news? of the rescue plan of God? Like, does your Christmas celebrations in your family, do the traditions you do and the things you engage in, do they remind you and your family of the gospel? Friends, I would challenge you, if they do not, there is a problem. And I believe that engaging in the Santa Claus myth with your children potentially distracts them from the gospel message. And that, to me, is not something I can engage in. I just just can't do it. The second reason I think Santa Claus is something I would avoid is I think we potentially set our kids up to question things that we've taught them as children. It's a great book by uh, by a name, man named Ken Ham. He wrote a book called Already Gone. Now, I, I typically disagree with Ken Ham in, in a lot of regards. Ken Ham's philosophies and I are, are not necessarily on the same page. However, in this particular book, Already Gone, Ken Ham makes a great point, shows a lot of research and statistics, making the point that lots of kids end up uh, determining what is absolute truth 
by the time they reach middle school, by the time they are 10 or 11 years old, most kids have already determined whether or not they believe in a God, whether or not they believe in the Bible, whether or not they believe it's it's absolute truth. As a parent, you have a small window of training your kids up. And if you're training them in the myth of Santa Claus or in the myth of the, of the tooth fairy or the Easter bunny and all these things, what happens is, statistically speaking, Ken Ham makes the case that by the time your kids get to middle school, they begin to question and go, well, Santa Claus wasn't real, Easter Bunny wasn't real, Tooth Fairy wasn't real. What else did my parents teach me that wasn't real? And that's what they begin to do. That's the natural subconscious of a child. We don't have the, the power necessarily to be able to teach them, to necessarily teach them, hey, this is what we taught you that wasn't true, but this is what we taught you that was true and you should stick to it. Like, that's not how they do it. They sort of take a broad stroke brush. Children do take a more of a broad stroke to uh, view of all of these things. And if we teach them one thing that is true and then later in life we say, okay, never mind, it wasn't true. They have, we, have, we, we set them up potentially to now do the same thing with Jesus. And if you are a Christian parent, you've only got one shot to raise your kids right. You've got one shot. And making sure your kids believe and, and, and trust the historical accuracy of the Bible is really, really important. That is on you, parents. If you are a Christian, you must raise your kids up right to believe in the scriptures and the historicity of the Bible and the accuracy of the biblical narratives. This is essential. Your choices on how you raise your kids will impact their view of the world and their view of God. This is very important. Your your way of tra- training them up will impact the way they view the scriptures and how they view al- absolute truth. And there will be consequences if you make bad or wrong choices, parents. And those consequences, they will echo into eternity. This is a big, big deal. This is going to, I know I'm sounding kind of melodramatic and I'm making a really big deal of this because it really is a big deal. So I think, for, I think in my mind, I would avoid Santa Claus. Now, maybe it won't have any problem. Maybe you could raise your kids to Santa Claus. There's no issue. Maybe, maybe not. But, but in my mind, I just, I just think it's too risky. I think we run the risk of distracting them from the gospel and we run the risk of training them to, to question the historicity and the accuracy uh, of the Bible. Like, that's what potentially Santa Claus has the power to do. Again, maybe you raise your kids with Santa and none of that happens. Maybe. But do you really want to take that risk? I don't know about you. As a parent, I, I would not want to take that risk. So how you handle Santa Claus will impact what your kids or how your kids view a variety of things that are really, really important. So, so how should a Christian parent really handle Santa Claus? Here's what you should not do. Don't just pretend like he doesn't exist in our culture, okay? Like, like um, I would handle Santa Claus the same way I handle Mickey Mouse or Bugs Bunny or Frosty the Snowman. Like, they are fictional characters that we can enjoy in movies or TV shows or amusement parks, right? Like, that's how we handle Santa Claus. We don't just abstain from it and pretend like he's not a thing in our culture. Like, the Santa legend is a thing in our culture. You can teach your kids about it. You can laugh about it. You can enjoy it. But you you should enjoy Santa Claus the same way you enjoy Mickey Mouse, the same way you enjoy Bugs Bunny, the same way you enjoy Frosty the Snowman. Like, you're not telling your kids that Frosty the Snowman is a real man coming into your house. You're not telling them that, right? They're watching it on movies and TV shows, and hopefully you're training your kids up to understand that's fiction, right? Or you can handle Santa Claus another way, the same way we would handle, let's say, Johnny Appleseed, right? If you're not familiar with the legend of Johnny Appleseed, he was a real person at one point, but his the history and the narrative of Johnny Appleseed 
got way bigger and basically there's lots of myths and, and things that kind of grew out of the legend of Johnny Appleseed that are clearly fictional. You could teach people, hey, there was a real guy, you know, uh, this guy, Nicholas, who would give candy to children in Germany. Like you could tell them that the history of it and it's now snowballed into this big legendary thing called Santa Claus over, you know, over the last several centuries. Like you can teach them that, right? So you can either take the fictional approach like Santa Claus and is the same category as Mickey Mouse or Bugs Bunny or Frosty the Snowman. Or you could take the approach that Santa Claus is in the same category as Johnny Appleseed. Like there was there was a real person and over the years we've sort of, you know, it's become a legend and myth and it's way bigger than what it actually is. Um, I, I think those are kind of the one of two ways that Christian parents ought to handle Santa Claus in their homes. What you should not do is simply pretend like he doesn't exist in our culture. Like the Santa Claus myth is a thing. Like don't pretend like it's not a thing in our culture, right? Uh, and I'm not even opposed to like wearing a Santa Claus hat or, or things like that. Again, it would be no different than me going to Disney World and wearing Mickey ears, right? Or if you live in a cold weather climate and it's snowing outside, right? And you go outside and you make make a snowman with your kids and, and you you put a scarf on him and a hat and a, a carrot in his in his face for a nose and you say, look kids, it's Frosty the Snowman, right? You're pretending for a moment, but you're not actually teaching them that it's a real snowman, right? You're not saying this is real Frosty. You're just sort of jokingly playing with them in in the yard. But they know, or they ought to know, and, and as you're raising them up, that, that this is playtime. This is pretend. At no point are we are we deceiving them into believing that Frosty is real. Like, do you see the difference between Santa and that? Like, at, if you If you raise your kids to believe in Santa Claus, at some point early in their life, you are deceiving them. And I think that potentially has long-term consequences. So again, don't pretend that the Santa Claus thing is not real. Don't pretend like uh, like it's not a thing in our culture. Like engage with it, talk about it, teach them up, but but handle it the same way you would a fictional character or a legendary character uh, who, whose history has become you know bigger than life, like a Johnny Appleseed type of personality. What I would encourage you to do if you're a parent is what I'm I'm never going to do. I'm never going to pretend the Santa Claus is real. Because again, Christmas should be about the gospel and the birth of our Lord Jesus. And I want nothing to distract from that. And secondly, I don't ever want to set my kids up to potentially question the things that I've taught them as true because I don't want them to begin to question the truth of the scripture and the truth about our God, a God who loves them and who made a way for them to be rescued, a God that came to planet earth because he loves us and he wants us to have a relationship with him forever. Friends, that is what Christmas is all about. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been helpful, insightful, and challenging. If you have a question about anything I've said in this episode, please feel free to shoot me an email. Or if you have a question or a topic that you would like me to address in a future episode of the podcast, I'd also love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The address is Hey Ortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H E Y O R T I Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. I'm Kenny Ortiz wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening to Theology for the Rest of Us.